0: my hands
1: of
0: this weirdness. Hello everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix radio show. It is Wednesday, April 21st. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing today?
1: Oh, man,
0: (laughs) I'm feeling a little tired, but that's (laughs)
1: all right. It's cold. It's snowing again. Is it Groundhog Day? Right. It's always always freaking snowing up here anymore. (laughs) I swear to God, I said I wouldn't live anywhere where it it snowed a lot, and I don't know what it is, man. This has, like, been the snowiest year I think I can remember in Colorado. Love the states. Beautiful, but...
0: Especially uh, as considering I used to
1: say G Money, man.
0: <laughs> we are we're a full month into spring at this point, and you're still getting snow weekly at this point.
1: Ugh. This is this is bonkers. Like I think this is it. And I don't mean to bitch about it, but I'm ready for some like rain, thunderstorms, you know, like the old uh April flowers bring May showers or whatever the hell that <laughs> saying was or is it it's, April, it's, April showers bring May there flowers you go, right yeah. <laughs> now with the snow dude it killing the flowers damn but I digress I'm doing pretty dang good aside from being a little tired but uh
0: Ready for a fun episode, though. Cool. Yeah, hopefully it's the end of that. Uh, You know, the snow, you get into the nice spring weather. Uh, You know, we're already experiencing it here in northern Nevada. So, uh, you know, it's only a matter of time before you get to it. Exactly. Rocking the Nevada sweatshirt. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. All right, folks. Well, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host, Tony, what is the most dangerous thing you have ever sold at a garage sale?
1: Like day. Okay. Um.
0: <laughs> any, any definition of dangerous
1: dangerous. Um what I don't know. I guess maybe a saw blade probably like, we sold the we sold an old saw blade like when we went through the divorce and we had that big sale, uh we we
0: sold our skill saw so probably that all right all
1: right I but, guess a uh, blade's probably the most dangerous thing
0: that's a good one I mean if it had some rust on it there's the potential for some tetanus there but uh, you know yeah. that's pretty common I I wouldn't imagine rusty nails <laughs> yeah no <laughs> couldn't yeah, imagine rust. you'd see much more dangerous than that though
1: right right.
0: Well, you know, with the story that I pulled up, uh, certainly it brings that up to the next level. All that goes to say that a hand grenade, (laughs) a hand grenade found at a yard sale in North Cape May over the weekend prompted authorities to evacuate an area surrounding the home. Police said Monday. On Saturday, Lower Township Police received a report of a hand grenade located at a yard sale on Shore Drive in North Cape, and responding officers determined the device was unexploded, police said in an alert. The area of Shore Drive between Racetrack Drive and Folsom Drive was evacuated. The Atlantic City Police Department's Bomb Squad Unit removed the grenade safely and transported it to a secure location. The Lower Township Police Department would like to remind residents that if they discover artillery, it should not be touched or moved. Artillery should be left in place for appropriately trained and equipped authorities to assess and remove, police said in the alert. So, uh, yeah, you know, maybe don't go sell that uh, hand grenade or machine gun or landmine or claymore that uh, you've got in your personal collection because it just may prompt an evacuation.
1: Ooh, yeah, that is pretty dang dangerous right there. Yeah. <laughs> that that That's for sure.
0: Well, and the fact that, you know, every once in a while, you'll see the ones where they've been emptied out and they're sort of just like a paperweight. Mm-hmm. This one sounds like was a live grenade that was unexploded, so uh, not so good.
1: Ooh, yeah, that's definitely not good. Um, yeah, you definitely don't want to be selling artillery or... Uh, you know gun shells anything like that especially old like grenades stuff like that you probably don't want that in the vicinity of anywhere really no
0: no not at all Not,
1: not the old ones because you can't trust it at that point right, right. <laughs> old decayed that's why they find in the ocean like when they find those old landmines or whatever is, those old floating sensory ones they have to send special units out to clean it up
0: <laughs> you know, and uh, like you said, with the old ones, just a, a minor tap could be enough to set it off. And that could be a big problem. So uh
1: just a little Ooh, yeah. a tap.
0: Needless to say, don't do it. Well, folks, it is Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. We've got a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? Hump Day! Yeah!
1: Yeah! yeah!
0: It is Hump Day, and as we do on Hump yeah! Days, We've got Words Are Hard. We've got a segment called Same But Different. Our call-in contest today is a Tony beatdown. Should be a fun one. We have a segment called I Saw the Sign. We're actually revisiting that one. We're rounding out the day with this day in history, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Oh, Ma colossas.
1: Ooh, let yeah, me tell you something right here, aha. Uh-huh. It's the loop great subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loop on surprises and come to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. Ha 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 ha. From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX Collectible Boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming Video Game Box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Loot Crate Box, what's with today, huh?
0: Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we've got a little thing we talk about each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24 hour day 7-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you have a uh, unexploded hand grenade that you tried selling at a yard sale. We want to hear about it. Give us a call at 855 Phoenix Radio. That's 855 F E N I X R D O or 855 336 4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news.
1: Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, April 21st, the day after. Here's your Filippo Fast Five. Man. Hulu will add NFL Network and NFL Red Zone to the live TV lineup by August 1st. Ooh. <laughs> Vin Diesel will star in a rock 'em, sock 'em robot movie. Whee! <laughs> the Witcher, Cobra Kai, and you you know the stalker show with joe is returning to netflix later this year are you a stalker named joe
0: no you said you no i'm you, the only you you are talking you, to <laughs> you hey joe you talking no, to me a good
1: show those are uh i never saw the witcher but cobra kai and you uh, good shows witcher's good and, yeah witcher see three good shows coming back to the flicks of the net Ted Lasso season 2 trailer reveals that it's back July 23rd and you can catch that on Apple TV Plus so excited The Mother of Dragons Amelia Clark is poised to make her way over to the MCU for M Marvel Studios' secret invasion. The Game of Thrones star role is being kept under locking key, of course, because that's how stuff works. Marvel got a tease a little bit before the goods. She joins the previously confirmed Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Kingsley, Ben Adair, and Olivia Coleman. Fancy.
0: <laughs> Lots of Bens in that one. Some...
1: Yeah, there's a lot of Bens. Yeah, I didn't know if it was Ben Mendelsohn, then Like, there's a comma, so I'm assuming that's Kingsley Benadere is the other name. Uh. But, Oddsley Grass, that's your Filippo Fast Five. Vroom, vroom. Mad Max uh, uh, prequel is uh, coming along nicely as the Furiosa prequel will return Mad Max to Australia, the country that birthed the franchise at a press conference for the movie. New South Wales premiere. Oh, sorry, let me just tune this up. Gladys, ooh, I'm going to butcher her name bad, <laughs> <laughs> uh, state that the new film would be the largest film ever to be filmed in the state, boosting its economy by $350 million and creating 850 new jobs. The film chose to go to New South Wales after being wooed by both state and federal incentives, including a 40% tax break. Australian director George Miller filmed the first three Mad Max movies in his home country starring Australian actor Mel Gibson. Mad Max Fury Road filmed in Nambia after a long delay due to unusual raininess in the Australian desert. Now Miller is bringing the franchise back home to shoot for the next film's 2023 release date. Chris Hemsworth, the Australian star who will appear in the film opposite Anna Taylor-Joy in the title role, is in the country filming Marvel Studios' Thor Love and Thunder. He attended the press conference and expressed how much it means to become a part of the Mad Max movie after growing up watching Miller's original trilogy. He described getting the call as a pinch-myself moment. It's a huge honor, Hemsworth said. (laughs) A lot of pressure, but exciting pressure that is certainly motivating. Miller explained how the prequel differs from its predecessor, whereas Fury Road essentially happened over three days and two nights. This happens over many years. You try to make films that are uniquely familiar, this will be a familiar to those people who know Mad Max, and in particular, Fury Road. But it will also be unique. Furiosa cast Taylor Joy as a younger Imperator... Oh my gosh, some words are hard. It's a good thing it's it Wednesday, Wednesday, right? Yep. Imperator Furiosa, played by Charlize Theron in Fury Road. The first thing that went through my head when I found out I was going to do it was, I'm so excited to work so hard, Taylor Joyce said. Um, so this will be good. This uh, opens June 23rd, 2023. So they will spend the next year or so filming it. So uh, uh, Fury Road did do 375 million worldwide and six Academy Awards uh, and a nomination for Best Picture. I didn't know it was nominated for Best Picture.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it didn't have a chance of winning, but um, you know George Miller has a a unique visual style, storytelling, and uh, you know it's very polarizing. Some people love it, some people hate it. Uh, We tried watching Fury Road the other day. We got about twenty minutes in, and Jesse had to turn it off. She just couldn't (laughs) hang in there with with the style of it. So, yeah,
1: yeah, I I saw it in theaters. I I didn't get overly excited, but it was okay. But yeah. I was never a big Mad Max guy. Like I watched <laughs> I watched The Road Warrior as a kid, didn't really get it, but I was also super young and then what was it, Beyond Thunderdome with Tina Turner?
0: Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. the one I remember the most. It seemed to always yeah. be on like T B S or T N T growing up.
1: Yeah, it was right after Temple of Doom when exactly. you were T V. It was like WCW, um, <laughs> Atlanta Braves, Temple of Doom mad max beyond thunderdome Those exactly like the four things that always played Ah, <laughs> uh, am very excited about it. i'm sorry there is a call coming in don't they Thanks, know friends don't call me yeah well, it's a telemarketer go figure oh. um or robo call whatever um yeah back on track Rewind (laughs) that. Hold on. I got a sound effect for that. Hold on. Yeah, thank you.
0: (laughs) There you go. It
1: threw me off. It changed my screen and everything. So uh, we're excited for the Ghostbusters Afterlife coming out in November. Well, original Ghostbuster Ernie Hudson provided a very promising, if brief, review of the upcoming legacy sequel, Ghostbusters Afterlife. The beloved actor shared an image of himself alongside director Jason Reitman and described the new adventure as so good before adding that it left him speechless. The stamp of approval from one of the original teams should have fans of the franchise even more excited for Ghostbusters Afterlife than they already were, and will hopefully ease the concerns of set of skeptics. Reitman revealed that Ernie Hudson had seen the sequel a few days ago captioning the same picture, a Ghostbuster has seen a ghost has seen Ghostbusters Afterlife. Though it has taken a little while for Hudson to reveal his opinion, it's possible that the experience left him so speechless that he was even unable to type until now. The picture, for those that want to know, is Ernie Hudson with Jason Reitman, and they're outside the uh, Ghostbuster firehouse in New York, and that's where the caption came from. Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, introduces a host of new characters for a new generation, including Carrie Coon, Finn Wolfhard, McKenna Grace, and Paul Rudd. After being evicted from their home, two children and their single mother are forced to move to a farm inherited from their late grandfather, Egon, located in Somerville, Oklahoma. When the town experiences a series of unexplained earthquakes, the children discover the family's link to the original Ghostbusters, who have become something of a myth, as many have long since forgotten... The events of the Manhattan Cross Rip of 1984. That's kind of cool. That's what they're covering. It. They discover a secret legacy, and then of course we'll zip through that. That's really just reading you the synopsis. Which, if you didn't want, if you wanted to know, there you go. Um, but basically, these uh, sentiments have been echoed by Murray's uh, fellow co-star. Uh, well, Bill Murray also saw it a little bit and, and echoed that it has a good feel from the first one and. Ernie Hudson described this movie being really in line with what the fans have been hoping for, and it ties into the first two movies. It's a great new cast. They're bringing the best to it, and this is what the Ghostbusters deserve. So um, Jason's just love of it and commitment to it, I was very touched on, on it. So more exciting news from actual Ghostbusters being involved November 11th, 2021, after being delayed multiple times will finally come out. So, I mean, I know you're excited, so, you know, does this make you feel that much better?
0: (laughs) Yes. I don't know if it makes me feel any better. Actually, I think the clip that was released uh, a little over a week ago was what really got me excited because we know that it's got the same tone and feel of the original two movies, uh, which I was a little afraid that we weren't going to see, but uh, I, I I think we're there now.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, it's a good thing, man. I'm, I can't wait. So hopefully we'll get a full-blown second trailer here uh, soon. I'm sure we'll get it over the summer, I would imagine. Right. So um, I know we touched about this uh, on our Proton Pack show, but it was a little bit of an update. Um, <clears throat> Dominic Purcell, who played Mick Rory slash Heatwave since the beginning of Legends of Tomorrow, which is a spinoff of Arrow and The Flash, seems to be going part-time on going part-time on the time ship in season 7 according to since deleted post on Instagram In his first post Purcell wrote that he's walking away from the CW superhero drama which premiered in 2016 deal isn't done I have no interest whatever cash they throw on the corporate level the studio does not care Then he followed up with another post claiming that his original post was a joke, and the press went nuts. (laughs) He said he didn't have any problems with the studio, Warner Brothers Television. Truth is, I'm leaving Legends of Tomorrow, but will come back periodically. It's a handshake deal with my boss, Phil Klemmer. With those posts deleted, there's nothing about Purcell's future um, currently on Instagram, so... He kind of backtracked. You and I had discussed that maybe you don't post those things right. about uh, about your studio or stuff like that. That could future. That could harm your future uh, well, from doing other projects with them, doing stuff like that.
0: With this update, it sounds like it may have worked because he said he was walking away, and now it sounds like eh, they came to sort of an agreement where he'll come in and out of a couple episodes here and there. Um, my guess is airing out his dirty laundry may have uh got them to at least that point.
1: Yeah, handshake deal. So if you're a fan of Legends of Tomorrow, he will be back from time to time. That's it for your entertainment news. Let's roll on to those celebrity birthdays today, shall we? It's my birthday! It is my birthday! Uh, She is the monarch of 16 countries, the supreme governor of the Church of England, Uh, and she's 95. Queen Elizabeth's birthday. 95.
0: Newly widowed Queen Elizabeth.
1: Newly widowed. And uh, 95. Birthday girl. Uh, this gentleman played Charles Xavier in the X Men series, uh, went on to turn the bullet in Wanted, and he also received critical acclaim for his role in M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong Split. And he reprised his role again in class. James McAvoy is 42. Um, former NFL quarterback who was selected to his first Pro Bowl game in. 2006, representing the Dallas Cowboys, he set a lot of records with them, but he never got him to the promised land. But that's okay. He became a psychic analyst uh, in the NFL. Tony Romo is 41, uh, frontman of one of the most influential pop. Proto-punk bands of all time. The Stooges. Iggy Pop is 73. Time has not been good to that gentleman. (laughs) Uh, Comedic actor number is correspondent on The Daily Show. He was also in numerous movies such as The Hangover and 21 Jump Street. Rob Riggle is 50. Um, Angela! He played Tony Masella on the television show Who's the Boss and gained fame in another series Taxi. Tony Danza is 70 and that is your celebrity birthdays for April 21st. Happy birthday.
0: <laughs> Who's the
1: boss? Angela.
0: <laughs> well folks that <laughs> does for <laughs> you. That does do it for the entertainment news. When we come back it is Wednesday. We've got words are heart. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after these messages.
1: After these messages.
0: We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Phoenix Media Radio. Now back to the show, indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on Facebook, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.SanFilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O.94. Well, that may change. Just stay tuned for the top of the hour on the second hour. We might have a little announcement about that or on Instagram at tony.sanfilippo81.
1: Now it is Ooh. Wednesday and
0: as we do on Wednesdays, you know, words are hard. We've already seen it so far this morning. Uh, I've stumbled a little bit. And Tony stumbled a little bit, but uh, oh, you know Stumble daily. It's the way it goes. So uh, we like to take a look at the English language and some of the weirdness and extra Uh, boy, words are hard. I almost said extremities. Extremities does fall into this uh, category today, but uh, not normally what I'm talking about. In any case, let's go ahead and talk about words are hard. Now, the reason
1: discretion advised.
0: Exactly. The reason I said extremities was because today we are going to be talking about the origins of genital euphemisms. So we do want to let everybody know right here at the top of uh, the segment. Viewer discretion is advised. And it's implied that listener discretion is implied, uh, advised as well. God, words are hard today. In any words case. Words so hard. We're going to run down the origins of some euphemisms for, well, the male and female genitalia. Genitalia. hmm uh, pitching a tent, sporting wood, bicycles formed, marches on. Jonathan. Stiff, stiff stiffy, Mr. Mortis. Rigor Mortis is set in. Flesh Rocket, uh, Jack's Magic Beanstalk, Tall Tommy, Mushroom on a Stick, Mr. Mushroom Head, Purple Headed Yogurt Slinger. And uh, Pedro. Pedro? Pedro?
1: So, yeah, oh, varsity blues. Good stuff.
0: Good old varsity blues. I don't want your life. All right. Well, let's go ahead and kick off with euphemisms for the male genitalia here on Words Are Hard. Shut up. <laughs> <inaudible> well, the earliest euphemism that specifically describes a penis appeared in the 15th century, specifically 1460. Simple word, Pin. Little did we know how huge our vocabulary would grow, but uh, could you imagine referring to it as a pin?
1: It's a pin. <laughs> it's just a big, big pin.
0: <laughs> so that was the earliest one. Moving on a little bit further up to 1611. And again, uh, we are talking about euphemism origins of, in this case, the male genitalia. All right. Sixteen eleven It was known as the plum tree shaker. Nearly a century and a half later, we hit the ground running, punning the penis, shaking the plum tree. Again Plum the plum tree shaker, huh? Who knows where that uh, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> plum tree shaker. <laughs> Oh, moving on with words are hard and we're talking euphemisms for in this case male genitalia. <laughs> <laughs>
1: moving up to
0: 1686, it was known as the knickknack. A pair of knickers keeps the knickknack intact. Uh basically uh you know, it's just sort of a a, a playful way of of saying, you know, what, what hangs out down below.
1: Uh, Knick knack whack. Give a dog a bone. There you go. <laughs> Yikes. <Dog.
0: laughs> so yeah, moving on. Uh, again, we're in words are hard. Talking the origins of euphemisms from, uh, in this case, the male genitalia. Hello, nurse. Moving up to 1720, where it was known as the silent flute proving mankind was getting more creative with their penis pronouncements. Silent flute is yet another example that any object longer than it is wide inevitably will be used to describe the dingus. Also, dingus. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Moving up to 1772 with male euphemisms. All right. They're, here they started getting into you know the sexual side of things, calling it the Shaft of Delight. Just years before America gained its independence, Shaft of Delight came into the world. Appropriate. It almost sounds vaguely patriotic.
1: <laughs> what you talk about? It's Shaft. You're damn right.
0: <laughs> Moving on, and I do want to remind everybody. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: I mean, if you didn't already know,
0: right? Right. And, uh, you know, we're talking words are hard. And in this case, euphemisms for male and female genitalia.
1: Shut up.
0: <laughs> well, you'll never look at Google the same way, because in 1785, the male genitalia was known as doodle. The cheese doodle, the Google doodle. Dude, your doodle is showing. <laughs> um, yeah, you'll never look at sketching on a, a piece of paper the same way either
1: yo jeez
0: wheeze man
1: <laughs> it's a it's a little doodle i guess i've heard that in uh the simpsons i can see your doodle hey
0: there you go yeah little flanders reference there Mm-hmm. let's keep rolling on we are talking uh words are hard euphemisms for male genitalia yeah. Up to 1833, where it was called the Jingling Johnny. Absolutely nothing comes up in Google search for Jingling Johnny, but it was a rather phallic musical instrument called the Jingling Johnny. Either way, it's uh, a safe way to say what half the population all has.
1: <laughs> if you got a big wang and a purple-headed yogurt dee, dee, it's a Jingling Johnny.
0: He's got the plum trees.
1: Curse splat.
0: Moving on up to 1836, and I can't imagine, or I can't fathom a time before this was a euphemism for it, the word dick. This is perhaps one of the most common, endearing, and potent of terms for the penis. It's difficult to imagine the English language without dick being a word that refers to everything from man's first name to just a derogatory term for a jerk. But it was 1836 (laughs) that it was referenced for the male genitalia.
1: (laughs) And then, dicks?
0: <laughs> and then finally on the male side of things here on words are hard euphemisms for male genitalia
1: 1925
0: hot dog again I would have thought it would have gone further back than that but uh, you know long the butt of every erection joke it only came into use as male sausage synonym synonym in the last century so uh, Yeah, I think uh, Hot Dog is probably the most recent of them, but uh, there's so many out there, as we heard in the opening clip from uh, Varsity Blues. (laughs) The hot dog-flavored water. Right. So let's go ahead and focus over on the female side of things. Again, everybody. Viewer discretion is advised. Well, it's a word that uh, I'm not even going to say here, not being regulated by the fcc but the c word for the female genitalia is the earliest known slang word for the vagina uh came about in the year 1230 so uh before then it wasn't derogatory it became derogatory over time
1: yeah you know it's also a popular word with the english yes like that's like that you know go f yourself they call
0: you a little See you next Tuesday. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Moving up in female genitalium. <laughs> as far as 1538, it was known as the purse. It sounds classy, contained, but it's also something precious that you don't want to lose. <laughs> my precious. <laughs> yes, this is my purses. Moving up to 1600. Hello, nurse. The female genitalia was known as the Chapel of Ease. Maybe it uh, means <laughs> that it's a sanctuary.
1: <laughs> I'm going down to the Chapel of Ease. I'm gonna please it all well as I get on my knees.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Moving up to 1638. All right. Known as the Tinderbox. <laughs> Apparently, you don't want to play with that fire. <laughs> swipe
1: left, swipe right, it's the tinderbox. You're going to play all night till your dick falls off, tinderbox.
0: <laughs> this one sort of goes to my feelings for the word dick on the male side. Sixteen ninety nine. dollars eh, That seems long enough where it was referred to as the word pussy for the first time.
1: What did you say the word pussy? Uh- That's right, because it's a cute little word called... Pussy! Yeah, right. Uh, One more time for the ones in the back. (laughs) Pussy!
0: And then finally, uh, 1823, there are a number of other ones. I'll post these up on our Facebook page, but uh, I thought this was probably the funniest of them all. 1823, known as the Jack Nasty Face. I get
1: down at the Jack Nasty face when I go to Arby's today. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jack Nasty. Well, folks, that
1: hell's gonna call that Jack Nasty.
0: Ah, uh, who knows? That's gross. Folks, that does it for words are hard. When we come back, we are headed into same but different. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And we are back, folks, to the final segment, at least of the first hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. But if you missed a portion of the show where you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Amazon. About 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe that we always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, in the segment uh, that I've titled Same But Different, we're going to be talking about. <laughs> Ooh, it's a subject that uh, we've been proposing for a little while. Basically, songs that have been uh, accused of plagiarism, and we'll listen to the uh, two different versions, let you guys sort of uh, choose for yourself. Some have been awarded monetary values because of outright plagiarism. Other times, it's eh, same, but slightly different. The only hesitation I've ever had in doing this segment is that uh, whenever I play copyrighted music, even though we have the rights to play it, I still have to go back and dispute it through Facebook and YouTube and all that stuff. So uh, we'll see what we can get away with uh, during the live uh, broadcast. And then, uh, you know, if for some reason it does cut out on you because Facebook or uh, YouTube's AI decides to uh, be the jerk that it is, just know you can go back and listen to it later. So with that being said, Tony, uh, let's go ahead and run down some of these same but different songs. Let's it. So the first one is George Harrison, famously one of the Beatles versus the Chiffons. The ex-Beatle was the first of the Fab Four to have a massive hit in 1970 with My Sweet Lord. But he soon came a cropper when it was pointed out to him that it bore a strong resemblance to a 1962 hit by the U.S. girl group, the Chiffons. He's so fine. A lengthy court case ensued, complicated by the fact that the former Beatles manager Alan Klein later ended up owning the publishing, effectively trying to sell the song back to uh, George. In September 1976, a judge declared the Beatle had subconsciously stolen the melody, but the financial details wouldn't be settled until a couple years before George's death in 2001. John Lennon said of the affair, maybe he thought God would let him off. So uh, let's listen to just a little bit of My Sweet Lord. All right so a little bit of the intro of my sweet lord uh, let's see how that compares to the chiffons he's so fine <laughs> know i could see a little bit of a similar melody in there um you know if you do get to the uh, chorus of uh, uh, my sweet lord it does have sort of that vocal pacing but uh, i don't know if it's enough uh, that it's outright plagiarism
1: no I, to be honest i've never heard the george harrison song it doesn't sound familiar to me uh, you've heard, heard, it heard it in guardians length. of
0: the galaxy part two
1: Oh, I I couldn't tell you what the song is, bro. You'd have to I'd have to hear the chorus, but it doesn't sound familiar to me. Um, so I'm gonna have to say that's a doesn't doesn't seem same to me.
0: All right, fair enough. Well, let's move on to the next one here in same but Different. And of course, if you recognize what I'm playing there, that's Queen and David Bowie's Under Pressure, which sounds famously familiar to Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby. But
1: uh, <laughs> down me.
0: the next one is uh, the New Seekers versus Oasis. So Oasis made a huge splash in the summer of 1994 with their single Shaker Maker, which I don't remember offhand. But it wasn't long before people pointed out that the very opening line was similar to the song. I'd like to teach the world to sing. Uh, from uh, the New Seekers, originally written in 1971 for a Coke ad, it was later a huge hit for the New Seekers, and the Gallagher's had to come to a settlement with the writers. Some sources cite half a million dollars. Oasis legend has Noel now saying, "We prefer Pepsi." <laughs> so let's <laughs> listen a little bit to Oasis's song. Mm. remember that song at all, but uh, here is the no. New Seekers version, <laughs> and let's see how it compares.
1: I'd like to buy the world a home, and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees, and honey trees, and the white turtle dove.
0: Yeah, again. yeah close but not quite the same <laughs> yeah I don't
1: know about that
0: yeah yeah strange but you know what I guess a little bit of the
1: vocals maybe like the only one so far I can say that does sound very similar is obviously Ice Ice Baby and Under Pressure that's exactly. the only one that legit sounds Mine goes ding, 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 ding. ding. There goes. Dong, 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 dong. Famous lines. (laughs) That's the
0: same. All right. It's the same in time. Speaking of which, let's keep rolling on with same but different. (laughs) This one, uh, Killing Joke versus Nirvana. The joke, as we don't call them, couldn't help notice that the riff to their 1984 track 80s was very similar to that of Nirvana's Come As You Are. Which was included in their album Nevermind and later released as a single. Despite claiming they'd sue, nothing ever came to court, and following the death of Kurt Cobain, the matter was dropped. So uh, let's listen to Come As You Are, which most people are familiar with. Mm Mm hmm. then by comparison killing joke 80s wow. <clears throat> I would say it's they'd like have a, a case up. there yeah. Say,
1: yeah 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 that's very similar
0: that one is almost I mean, spot on
1: I definitely like I definitely like come as you are better but that's very similar.
0: Ooh, may, almost too I, similar.
1: <laughs> I hope you have the mechanics in the Four Horsemen on there.
0: <laughs> That's exactly the same one. All right, and then finally here in uh, same but different. <laughs> We have uh, Robin Thicke and Pharrell versus Marvin Gaye. Well, Robin Thicke's 2012 collaboration with Pharrell Williams and TI gained a lot of publicity with its video featuring topless supermodels, but the track itself gathered a bit of an unwelcome attention from the family of Marvin, Marvin Gaye, who claimed that the track sounded similar to the Soul Legends 1977 hit, Got to Give It Up. The legal battle raged for 2 years until a jury awarded damages of nearly 5 million dollars. So by comparison, let's start with uh, Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines. Baby. All right. And by comparison, Got to Give It Up by Marvin Gaye. I don't know. I'd say pretty close there. Five million dollars close. Who's to say?
1: It is pretty close.
0: (laughs) Well, with that, folks, we are headed into the long break. But when we come back, uh, we've got some announcements followed by our calling contest. Phoenix face off. Tony Beatdown. So uh, go ahead and enjoy the long break. Listen to the news. Use the bathroom. Grab yourself some tea. And we will see you guys all in about seven minutes. Seven. everybody to the second hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix radio show. It is Wednesday, April 21st. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, are you ready for the fastest hour of the day? I sure am, buddy.
1: The quickest hour of the land. Let's go.
0: <laughs> well, normally this is the interactive portion of the show where we invite you guys, the listeners and watchers, to call in on our topic of the day. But today's a little bit different, as we do every once in a while. And we're going to be running a Phoenix Face-Off contest with a edition of Tony Beatdown, where one lucky entrant will uh, have a chance to win a Loot Crate subscription box uh, one-off <laughs> And, you know, if uh, they don't win, then they win uh, a little bit of Phoenix fan gear, a uh, Phoenix fan gear hat shirt. So still some good stuff, even if they're a loser. Well, they're a winner. Nobody's a loser. Everybody oh, who listens yeah, to the show that's is a winner. mean. <laughs> So uh, in that case, with this segment, I uh, wanted to uh, make a few announcements. The biggest one being that uh, as of tomorrow, unfortunately, my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo, will be leaving the show, and we will be getting a brand new co-host in the form of Tony Spark. Um,
1: it's the same Ooh, guy. Oh, Spark. <laughs>
0: yeah. So for the last uh, month or so, we've been uh, playing around with some radio names for Tony. The biggest reason for it is that, uh, you know, when we point people to his Facebook page, well, his personal Facebook page is uh, set to private. So uh, if you've tried friending him there, well, chances are he is not friending you back. So we are giving him a public page where, uh, you know, he'll be able to uh, take on Tony Spark, do his movie reviews. Um, I think we decided, what, you're the savage one, Tony Spark? Yeah, we could do that cool the savage one
1: yeah because they didn't mind do too tony savage
0: it's too wrestling like that's okay and it gives tony an outlet to do some of uh, you know his funnier skets uh skets skits. uh for instance juan pablo every once in a while may make an appearance and uh we'll give you guys the listeners fans watchers a chance to interact with tony on social media in that respect so uh bye bye tony sanfilippo hello tony spark
1: Oh, hello. (laughs) Other
0: than that, nothing's really going to change. No, it's pretty much the same. Exactly. Speaking of co-hosts, one of the things that uh, we've been on the search for is a third co-host ideally somebody of the female persuasion to round out uh, the testosterone here on the show. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, in times where, uh, you know, Tony needs to take a day off, we've got a second person who can uh, come in, fill in, and, uh, you know, provide that uh, laugh and levity, same way Tony does for us each and every day, and have that female perspective when, uh, you know, we talk about things like Words are hard today when we're talking about uh, male versus female uh, euphemisms for genitalia. So, uh, you know, lots of things going on, but, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a female. If you are somebody who is available from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. weekdays here on the Pacific time. Tony's in the mountain time, so slightly different. But uh, yeah. yeah, reach out to us. We'd love to have that third voice.
1: Ooh, it'd be nice to have. So if you know anybody that wants to do it, uh, please send them along. It'd be nice to have. I mean, what we've always wanted on this show is to have that third co-host. And uh, yeah, it's just great banter. It's nice to have that extra person on there. It, it is fun. Um, but uh, it, hasn't, uh, it hasn't happened just yet. But I hope one day we get uh, preferably a female. I wouldn't mind. I mean, we'll take any third host it's nice, but uh, having a female on here would be great,
0: so. yeah, hardest part about it is timing, obviously, most people have those pesky things called a job, so uh, going from eight to ten a m each morning isn't for everybody, but uh, you know we have a lot of fun on the show, and so if it is something that you can work out and it uh you know meshes well with uh, mine and Tony's sensibilities, we would love to talk to you. Uh, the other thing is, as uh, you know, we've been doing over the last couple months now. The Christian Phoenix Radio Show is part of Phoenix Media, the Multiverse of Pop Culture Entertainment. And uh, if you guys don't already know, it is a full network based on well, pop culture entertainment. We have great shows on the network, like uh, Tim Nidels, be kind of rewind, friend of the show there. Uh, we also have a new show that debuted last week, which is Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Basically, it's uh, re broadcasts of the old 1930s 1940s radio plays and right now we're going through the uh the slate of superman episodes so those are fun to go back and listen to obviously this was before television even existed If you have a pop culture show or you want to develop a pop culture show on the network, go ahead and reach out to us and uh, we can help you out there. Or if you're an advertiser who's trying to reach those uh, with the pop culture sensibilities, for instance, Loot Crate, who's one of our affiliate sponsors, reach out to us as well. Um, And, uh, you know, what, we can help you out on that respect as well.
1: Yeah, lots of great things coming uh, along the pipeline as we continue to grow. It's uh shows almost a year old, which is great. Yep. Uh, we're just a couple of weeks away from that being a, a solid year, man. And uh it's it's grown. It's uh it's definitely amazing that we've been able to keep this uh you know, original content for the most part uh all year long. We've had to run a few best-ofs quite a few times, but that's all right. We have a lot of uh, episodes where we can do that, which is nice.
0: Yeah. Not always easy coming up with original content and segments and things like that, but uh luckily the world is so weird that uh it helps us out quite a bit. <laughs> right, this is true. In any case, folks, we are headed into our break. When we come back, it is another edition of Phoenix Faceoff. Time for a Tony beatdown. Don't go anywhere. We'll bring it right back. Behold, my
1: process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha. Uh-huh. It's the loop great subscription box, yeah. With an exclusive loop on surprises and to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. Ha 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 ha. From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX Collectible Boxes, dude! Cowabunga! through the Loot Gaming Video Game Box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Loot Crate Box, what's with today, huh?
0: Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Phoenix media radio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, this is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we're smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show, normally the call-in topic, but today we are running our Phoenix Face Yes, it's a uh, contest giving uh, one of you guys, the listeners or watchers, a chance to uh, compete against either myself or Tony in a game to win a fabulous prize. Now, today's prize is a loot crate subscription box full of uh, fun, geeky, nerdy uh, collectibles, whether it's shirts, figurines, uh, mini props, things along those lines, and of course, uh, if our... Uh, contestant doesn't win well the runner-up prize is some phoenix fan gear for them to enjoy now if you do want to be a contestant for uh contest any of the phoenix face-offs head over to phoenixmediaus media.us forward slash christian phoenix radio show enter the contest entry there and you'll have a chance to play for instance uh, maddie keller who is our entrant today she's not joining us live but tony is going to be playing on her behalf but she went through the process, she filled out the very short form, and now uh, we are playing uh, for her for a chance at that Loot Crate subscription box. So without further ado, let's get into this version of Phoenix. Base. With a competition I like to call Tony Beatdown.
1: Poppy's already dead! Ah. <laughs>
0: That was a big beatdown. Well, that was It was a hell
1: of a beatdown.
0: Tony, today the contest, and again you're playing on Maddie's behalf. I figured Let's go,
1: Maddie, let's
0: do this. I figured with Mortal Kombat coming out this weekend We might as well do some video game movie trivia so we've got 20 questions here Tony you only have to get 10 right in order to uh, uh, win for Maddie so if you get less than 10 she gets the Phoenix fan gear if you get uh, more than 10 or 10 exactly she gets that loot crate subscription box and uh, it is multiple choice so some of them are four uh, possibilities some are three so without further ado, let's go ahead and get into our first question. Are you ready, Tone? I'm ready, dude. Let's do this. Here we go. So the question is, which of these actresses has played Laura Croft in a Tomb Raider movie? Is it A, Alicia Vikander, B, Charlize Theron, C, Kate Beckinsale, or D, Scarlett Johansson?
1: Well, I originally was going to just chime out and say, oh, it's Angelina Jolie, but it's A, Alicia Vikander. Vikander. Bickender. She was in the new one.
0: Exactly. All right. So uh, some of these are going to be super easy. Others are going to be a little bit on the tougher side. For instance, speaking of Tomb Raider, which Game of Thrones actor played Manfred Powell in Laura Croft Tomb Raider from 2001? Was it Ian Glenn, Mark Addy, or Sean Bean? Uh, Sean Bean. You are correct. Oh, you know What? i am incorrect the actual answer is ian glenn
1: oh dang i thought i thought it was sean bean sounded sounded good so i
0: thought so too (laughs) Uh. (laughs) all right moving on with our tony beatdown uh talking video game movie trivia this video game, first released in 1996, was later made into a movie of the same name starring Mia Jovovich in 2002. Is it A, Mortal Kombat, B, Red Dead Redemption, C, Shaun of the Dead, or D, Resident Evil? Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Again, a pretty easy one.
1: Yeah, that one, that one was easy.
0: All right, so you got two right, of the ten that you
1: Two and one, man. Two and one, Maddie. Let's go.
0: All right, next video game question for you, Tone. In what country does most of the plot of Assassin's Creed from 2016 take place? Is it A, Italy, B, France, or C, Spain? 2018's?
1: 2016. 2016. I think that one's Spain. Not 100%. I I don't know if that was the pirate one or not, but
0: I'm going to go Spain. And we're talking the video game Tony. movies, so uh, in this case, uh, you are correct. That was the one with Michael Fassbender as uh, uh, one of the Assassin's Creed guys. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot they made a movie of
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on with this Tony beatdown. You know, Tony, you've uh, uh, only got one little bit of a beatdown so far, but... Uh, Well before 2020 movie was released, the video game Sonic the Hedgehog was first released in 1991 on which video game console? A, the Nintendo GameCube, the B, Super Nintendo, C, Sega Genesis, or D, Sony PlayStation?
1: Sega Genesis.
0: Sonic! That was an easy one.
1: That one was cake. That was real simple.
0: (laughs) Oh, here's another one that's going to be pretty simple for you, Tony. What was the tagline of Super Mario Brothers from 1993? It's a movie, Mario. This ain't no game, or Mamma Mia.
1: This ain't no game. That, that was the tagline for it.
0: Nailed it. <laughs> Terrible movie, but yeah. Uh, you yeah.
1: Know. <laughs> Awfully horrible that Friday, she likes it. I, I don't know if I could go back and watch it.
0: I, I, I'm afraid to because yeah, I, I somewhat liked it as a kid remembering, yeah, it was pretty bad.
1: Yeah, but, it was bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Daisy, what are you doing? This is Yoshi. It's a raptor.
0: <laughs> well, Tony, you've got five of the ten you need for Maddie to win, so uh, you only need five more.
1: Ooh, let's do this, Maddie. Five more, girl.
0: Next question. Before the movie in 2016, going back to Assassin's Creed, the first Assassin's Creed video game was released in 2001. Which of the following is not one of the titles released in the Assassin's Creed video game series? A, Assassin's Creed War. B, Assassin's Creed Rogue. C, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Or D, Assassin's Creed Syndicate.
1: Uh, that'd be uh, Assassin's Creed War
0: knocking it out of the park tone I think I may have chosen uh, too easy of a topic for you today <laughs> the, the,
1: I know that I know video games is weird as that is.
0: <laughs> all right moving on with our next question again pretty easy one who played the lead role in Prince of Persia the Sands of Time movie from 2010 is it A. Jake Gyllenhaal B. Ryan Gosling or C. Michael Fassbender
1: uh Jake Gyllenhaal. Mysterio himself, I swear to God, man.
0: <laughs> you know I never saw that movie. Was it any good? I
1: never I never did either.
0: No desire on my part, so. <laughs>
1: no. No.
0: <laughs> Alright. Uh on to our next question and again, Tony, it looks like you only need three more in order for three Maddie more to Maddie. win. <laughs> which of the following video games does not appear in the 2015 movie pixels is it a pac-man b super mario brothers c centipede or d donkey kong
1: uh that would be b super mario brothers licensing to get that is very expensive
0: oh yeah uh based on the other ones uh it's pretty apparent that they got the uh, namco licensing
1: yeah, definitely. I'm surprised they got Donkey Kong, though, seeing as the uh, owner and creator of uh, Donkey Kong also created Mario. So yeah. kind of weird they couldn't get that. But uh, yeah, Pixels, actually, fun fact, that is the one of the only Kevin James movies I can do. <laughs> I, re- I, I like Pixels. He didn't bother me in it, and I really like that movie. It
0: was a fun movie. It was pretty good.
1: It, w- it was.
0: All right. You need <laughs> You need two more, Tone. Here's your next question. Which of these (laughs) genuine... Let me start that over. Genuine.
1: Genuine.
0: Which of these is a genuine quote from Jean-Claude Van Damme's Guile in Street Fighter from 1994? Is it, I'm going to take you to the bank, the blood bank, you're a disease and I'm the cure, or I'm the repo man and you're out of business?
1: Oh god i don't know this one this is gonna be a guess and they're all really cheesy lines but is it i'm the repo man and you're out of business that's pretty funny i don't think it is
0: but it was oh my
1: god is it really it
0: really was
1: <laughs> i watched street fighters a kid and it was awful but i don't remember what a dumb line that sounds like a wrestling line <laughs> i'm the repo man
0: you're out of business I kind of like I'm going to take you to the bank the blood bank
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> All call
0: <right>. me Dracula <laughs> Tony you need one more and I have no doubt that you're going to get this question for you this popular first person shooter game was released in 1997 on the Nintendo 64 console and was based on which James Bond movie a no, the man with Goldeneye. the golden gun B. moonraker C. license to kill D golden eye Golden Eye. Boom. All right, Tony. Guess what? You hit ten. So Maddie is so Maddie a big is, winner. Is a
1: winner. Ten and one. That wasn't. That was not a beatdown. I beat down. The, the questions today. Yeah. Like I said, I think I need to uh go find I some I want to toot my own ones. horn because I got my ass kicked on the last one we did. I was like 50 50. It was rough.
0: <laughs> well, for shits and giggles, let's see if you can answer this one because I don't okay. think I could. In Silent Hill 2006, how did Rada Mitchell's Rosa Da Silva end up in the deserted town? A, she got lost. B, she ran away from home. C, her car crashed.
1: Her car crashed.
0: Look at that almost perfect tone almost perfect just missed the one
1: Sean Bean man Sean Bean was the name that just was like it's always Sean Bean
0: I thought it was going to be as well apparently I was wrong well folks (laughs) that does it for this edition of Phoenix face off when we come back we've got a segment called I saw the sign don't go anywhere we'll be right back Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix radio show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Phoenix media radio. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix radio show, and we've got a little thing we talk about a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix line, our 24 hour day 7-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our call-in topic of the day, which we'll resume again tomorrow. Now, if you want to call in, give us call it 855 Phoenix Radio. That's 855 F-E-N-I-X R-D-O or 855 336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now the call-in topic for tomorrow is what I'm calling TV shutoff. What is one show that uh, maybe if it's on when you walk in or maybe a significant other starts watching that you cannot watch. You either leave the room or you have to shut off. Um, there's a few that come to mind for me, but uh, you know, with so much good TV out there, there's equally as much bad TV. What is the worst of it for you? So that's what we're talking about tomorrow on our call-in topic. Now for this segment, which we've titled, I Saw the Sign... <laughs> We're revisiting a topic that uh, we've done uh, once before, probably a couple months ago. Funny signs that uh, you see out in the world. In this case, it is uh, for one location in particular. The Tex-Mex restaurant El Arroyo in Austin, Texas, offers more than what's on the menu. It also puts up the wittiest signs that... Sh- are sure to make everyone's day. El Arroyo took up this hobby in the early 80s and have been going strong ever since. So I'm gonna run down some of the signs that they put up and let's see if uh, they are chuckle worthy. So let's head, go ahead and roll into I saw the sign. All right, this is the first one. This one made me chuckle. A big nose isn't an excuse for no mask. I mean, I still wear underwear.
1: <laughs> uh, it made me think of uh there's a guy that roams the carson costco <clears throat> and he wears a uh, lady's thong over his face for a mask <laughs> and uh, and a member had said he was disgusting he goes yeah no shit i pulled it off your clothesline
0: oh <laughs> it's a hell of a comeback
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh i've heard that from my uh i've heard that from uh my uncle and uh, or excuse me my aunt's uh Her dad was the one that told her about it. And then my cousin works at that Costco and said, yeah, the dude always comes in. It's gross.
0: People are weird. Well, let's keep rolling on talking. I saw the sign. 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 These from the Tex-Mex restaurant El Arroyo in Austin, Texas. This sign saying the fastest land mammal is a toddler who's been asked what's in their mouth. And I'd go one step further uh, with a dog as well. Cause uh, they'll get something in their mouth, and good luck catching them.
1: Oh yeah, it kids they'll put anything in the mouth. There's, uh, I think I saw a commercial yesterday. There was uh, the guy working from home on his computer, and he's like, okay, he's like, all right, Sparky, stop it. But then Sparky, the dog, like was up on the like, put his paws up and looking at him, and the squeak was going. And there was the little kid in the back just gnawing at this dog toy (laughs) that the dog had just had. So he freaked out. So it's very true. They'll put anything in their mouth. You got to be careful.
0: We've got to be very careful. All right, keeping moving on with I Saw the Sign. 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 Interesting sign considering this is a Tex-Mex restaurant and you would assume that they are their competition, but the sign says, Dear Taco Trucks, please consider cruising the neighborhoods like ice cream trucks. That's brilliant. Taco trucks That's are like adult ice smart. cream trucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Tacos are good. I always get crap because I do tacos on Monday, not Tuesday. Uh, just because I work, I mean, I'm there all night Tuesday. I have leftovers for Tuesday, but I cook it up on Mondays. But taco trucks would be great. Give you some real good Mexican food. Wow. The ones that give you the gurgle murgles are the ones that are good.
0: Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. To
1: attach you to the Thunder Mug the next day. You're regretting it, but damn, those are usually meaning they were pretty good.
0: Yeah, unless it's 7 Eleven Taquitos, right, Tom? No, and never, <laughs> ever. Now, along those lines, I don't remember the last time I've actually seen an ice cream truck.
1: Um, pre COVID?
0: Uh, I didn't just, see
1: any come through during the COVID. Probably era. in the last
0: five years. I, I can't remember the last time.
1: That's well, probably because it's creepy-ass people in their little vans. That is true. Hey, kids, I got Mickey Mouse Pops. I got Rocket Pops. I got Bottle Pops. I even got that weird-ass chocolate banana pop. <laughs> what do you need? Candy oh, cigarettes. <laughs> and what else do you got here? Oh, you want a SpongeBob bar with those weird little gumball eye drops? No problem. I got it.
0: <laughs> remember the Ninja Turtle ones? Those were awesome.
1: Yeah, they were good. I remember the Mickey Mouse ones too. Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> well, let's keep rolling on talking. I saw the sign. I saw the sign. Up my eyes. I saw the sign. I may put this one on the front of the house uh, again. All of these are from the El Arroyo Tex Mex restaurant in Austin, Texas. This sign saying, "When this virus is over, I still want some of y'all to stay away from me." Agreed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I want to acknowledge to our audience real quick. On the side, I'm sorry, I'm freezing. Don't know. I'm blaming Xfinity on that. I'm not doing anything, but trying to not touching anything.
0: It's all right. We got things dialed in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they're constantly working on it. Thank
1: you for thank you for letting me know, though Xfinity.
0: (laughs) Ah, and if only you had a choice in your internet provider <laughs>
1: no nope, i don't man and I, I think it's this unit it's the problem it's the uh, wiring
0: could be could be yeah all right well let's keep moving on i saw the sign speaking of internet and this is so true favorite way to shop online i just yell out what i want and wait for an ad to pop up <laughs> You're on it's Facebook. Not a,
1: it's not a bad way to do it.
0: No, no. In fact, I would go one step further and say I would just think about what I want and wait for an ad to pop up because sometimes it is scary what they pull up.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's things we're talking about now. It's uh, it'll pop up there. So. Uh, Like, for example, I don't know, San Francisco Giants gear. It'd be nice to have that. San Francisco Giants gear.
0: All right. When it pops up, you'll have to screenshot it, Tone.
1: Yeah, we'll (laughs) see. I bet it'll be on there. (laughs) Disney World. Uh, I can't wait for Disney World. There you go.
0: All right. Moving on. I saw the sign. (laughs) Again, all of these coming from the Tex-Mex restaurant El Royal in Austin, Texas. Here's a mm. existential question from our childhood: Did it bother anyone else that the guy from the Operation game was clearly awake? It didn't before; it does now. Oh my gosh, you're right. He does. Yeah,
1: and he's butt and he's butt naked too.
0: <laughs> and he looks terrified.
1: He does. That game used to scare the crap out of my mom when she'd play that. <laughs> Just did, like every time she'd do it, she'd get every time it would go, she'd freak out. She goes, "Ah!" Like she used to be in tears, she would laugh, and every time it was always the wishbone she always did. But I just remember playing that game a lot with her as a kid, uh, me and my sister, and uh, she would always like laugh hysterically and freak herself out every time it went. Aah!
0: Along those same lines, did you yeah. ever play Perfection with her?
1: Ah, uh, no, we didn't do that one.
0: Oh. That would have yeah. been great, you know. It's the one where you're putting the shapes in and well, enough time, yeah, and then it and then pops up.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't didn't do that one. But Operation, man, it freaked her out. It was she was funny, like, <laughs> but it, it's just every time it didn't just light up. You know, the whole the whole board just went, and then your dumb little pieces in there would shift, yep, making it harder to get them out. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that was a fun game. All right, let's keep rolling on. I saw the sign. <laughs> Another existential question that, uh, you know, you had to really wrap your head around, but it makes a lot of sense. The sign, the first person to hear a parrot speak was probably not okay for several days. That's true. You know, you don't expect a parrot to speak. And when it says words in whatever their native language is, that might be disturbing.
1: Yeah. Oof. It would be a little on the disturbing side, right? Just a little freaky. Right. Freaky. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Moving on. I saw the sign. 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 Tony, you can relate to this one. The sign says still can't believe some people's survival instincts told them to grab toilet paper.
1: It's just like, well, it's time. I mean, shoot. Uh, We might as well buy like a lifetime supply of them (laughs) because we're going to be stuck inside. Now it's funny. You go to uh, the stores, whether it's uh, Costco or anything, tons of toilet paper everywhere.
0: Yep. Yeah. Most people, you no, think no. canned food, non perishables, uh, you know, survival gear. Nope. Toilet paper. How are you going to wipe your you ass in the it. apocalypse? Yep.
1: Clorox wipes, and toilet paper. <laughs> Survive the fittest.
0: Well, let's keep moving on with I Saw the Sign. I Saw the Sign. All of these coming from the El Arroyo Tex-Mex restaurant in Austin, Texas. They are not a sponsor of the show, but they're more than welcome to be if they'd like to. Uh, Another one related to what we're all going through. Sign says, walking back to your car because you forgot your mask is a new kind of pissed off. Uh, I agree. I can't tell you how many times I've walked and get right to the door of the business I'm going into and go, damn it, have to walk back and grab my mask.
1: (laughs) Oh, I've... Sometimes I still do that. Like, I get all comfy and then, like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, the last time we ever went to snooze, totally forgot mine in the car. And the lady's like, eh, don't worry. Here's a napkin. Just because <laughs> it was just to get from point to point B. So I had to take this napkin, and, like, cover my face, sit down. <laughs> At least she was cool about it.
0: But, yeah. Yeah. You know, most people wouldn't be. So, uh, you know, you got that going for you. And then finally, here on I Saw the Sign. <laughs> This one Tony, I'm going to make a plaque for you and give to you because it relates directly to our relationship on this show. Sign says, in quotes, "You're on mute." The most used phrase Jeez. of 2020.
1: <laughs> You're on mute. Yeah, and it happens cuz I'm I'm finagling a laptop, you know, here and then the uh, desktop here and sometimes my brain I'll go to type for the laptop, and it's actually the desktop that I'm messing with. <laughs> so, Always on mute, man. Always
0: on mute. Very fitting. Well, folks, that does it for this segment. When we come back, we're headed into the final segment of the show. It is time for this day in history. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show. We've made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a hump day. Now if you uh, missed a portion of the show Or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows It's easy enough to do so Head over to phoenixmedia.us Click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show From there you can get video, you can get audio as well Or head over to wherever you get podcasts Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Dozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer
1: Are you a god? (laughs) No
0: something? Nothing for you!
1: Come back, one year!
0: No soup for you. No soup for you. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring, which is why we do this segment each and every day at the end of the show. Drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully, make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. The the for the stories that turned the world on its head, it's this day in history, your on you. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right, kicking things off this day in 43 BC. Ooh, let's see if I can try not to butcher these names. Mark Antony is again defeated in battle by Aulus Herdius, who is killed. Ooh. Fatality. Anthony fa- i think that's mark anthony
1: <laughs>
0: anthony fails to capture mutina and decimus brutimus Brut- brutus god i did butcher it decimus brutus,
1: brutus is- the barber beefcake it is his birthday too is it really well, yeah. I didn't put him in celebrities because he's not a real celebrity.
0: This Brutus is murdered shortly after. Fatality.
1: Let me tell you something, Hulkster. It's my birthday, too. I'm going to chop you with my big shears. I'm the barber, man. What a lame-ass wrestling gimmick that, <laughs> that was. That was
0: a lame character.
1: <laughs> I got a mullet. I wear a weird bow tie. I'm going to chop you with my scissors.
0: <laughs> Moving on the state... In 1526, Central Asian Conqueror Babar defeats Sultan Ibrahim Lodi, establishing the Mughal Empire in India. I thought Babar was a uh, giant elephant, the right?
1: elephant, Yeah, uh, elephant. Babar! Yeah,
0: apparently Babur, he was a warlord, too.
1: He was one of Arby's first, like, when Arby's used to do Happy Meals, Babar was the frickin' toy.
0: Oh, I'd be so disappointed as a kid. <laughs>
1: We used to, like, we loved going to Arby's as kids. It was nice. And, uh, yeah, it was always a stupid Babar toy.
0: (laughs) Well, moving on this day, 1536, Thomas Cromwell begins a plot, uh, or to plot Anne Boleyn's downfall while feigning his illness. And uh, Cromwell, if you didn't know, was uh, the guy who, luckily he didn't become a king, but uh, was trying to outlaw Christmas.
1: Yeah,
0: he looks like a grump
1: bah humbug there will be no Christmas and boiling
0: <laughs> and I take that back actually it was Oliver Cromwell I don't know who Thomas eat Cromwell my
1: Cromwell
0: <laughs> alright let's keep moving on this day in 1792 Brazilian revolutionary Tiradentes is hanged drawn and quartered in Rio de Janeiro fatality Ooh, that would yeah, suck that's
1: corn. It's where the Brazilian wax came from
0: Oh, that one's a a little too close for comfort. Uh,
1: Yeah. Yikes. Not a way I'd like to go. Ooh, I like the next one, though.
0: Yeah, you do. Get that guitar ready, Tone, because this day in 1796, Napoleon and the French defeat the Piedmontese at the Battle of Mondavi. Of course, we know how he... Ah, Tone, I love it. He celebrated by heading over to Farrell's for that Piggly Wiggly trough.
1: Excellent! (laughs) <laughs> That's
0: all we got for that. Prop. Fun props here. I, I like the
1: props,
0: Tom. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1820, Danish scientist Hans Christian Orsted is the first to identify electromagnetism when he observes a compass needle.
1: Hmm. Is it weird that Hans Christian Andersen would go on to be more popular than Hans Christian Ørsted? I
0: don't Orsted. Know. Well, I, I do know one uh, person who Danish. shares... Two of those names. Christian Hans Phoenix. Ma. Yeah. Maybe. Oh,
1: the Phoenix man.
0: (laughs) That is my middle name. Moving on this day in 1865. Abraham Lincoln's funeral train leaves Washington. Um, Guessing it went back to Illinois, where I think that's where he was buried.
1: Zombie Lincoln popped up. Ah, Spurts.
0: Well, we know he died uh, due to a, a vampire, right? Because he was a vampire. Huh? Yeah, he was <laughs> moving on this day in 19. 19- oh, that's right. <laughs> he was. <laughs> it was a fun movie, actually. Yeah, this day in 1904. Ty Cobb makes his pro debut for Augusta in the South Atlantic League. And uh, he was played by Tommy Lee Jones, if I'm not mistaken, in, in the movie. Cobb, right? Cobb, uh, He was. Yep. Good biopic.
1: Those hats are stupid back then. They're dumber than the flat bills today.
0: <laughs> well, it didn't help that Ty Cobb had this weird, like, alien-shaped head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Moving on this day,
0: 1933, German philosopher Martin Heidegger is elected rector of the University of Freiburg. Rector? Damn near killed her. Right? Yeah.
1: Rector right of University of Freiburg, baby. I am Martin Heidenberger, and I am the power broker and Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> Do not like what I bring into the television? Show.
0: Tony's uh, verbalizing the picture. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to this day in 1956, Elvis Presley's first hit record, "Heartbreak Hotel," becomes number one.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> Also, uh, I have a hit record. I'm very popular now. I like to play down. I like to get my little hand dog out. I like to whip it up and shake it up, and make a little milkshake. That's what I like
0: to do, huh? And that was before rhinestone cowboy uh, Fat Elvis. Uh, that was when he still looked normal. <laughs> yeah. Moving on this day, in 1963, the Beatles meet the Rolling Stones for the first time. Wonder what that would have sounded like. Hello,
1: the Rolling Stones. Who the hell are you? <laughs> We're the Beatles. Who's going to last longer? Is it us or you? I got a feeling Beatlemania will run forever, brother.
0: <laughs> Little did they know. Mo- <laughs> moving on this day in s- 1977. I picked this one just because of how absurd and-, and crazy it is. Billy Martin pulls the Yankee lineup out of a hat, and they still beat the Blue Jays 8-6. to Could you imagine taking uh, your entire roster and just, all right, here we go. Here we
1: go. All right, the assistant coach... You're playing first base. Oh, the <laughs> Bat Boy. You're playing shortstop. Uh, Reggie, you're sitting on there. Mr. October, don't worry. You're sitting on the bench. No big deal. It's just the luck of the draw here,
0: bud. Exactly. Moving on, this day in 1984, after 37 weeks, Michael Jackson's album, Thriller, is knocked off as top album by the movie soundtrack for Footloose. Hey, you met that Loggins guy. Jimmy
1: beat Michael Jackson. Who would have thought? Right? <laughs> Although... Like, for that picture, could we have used 1984, Michael? Like, like, he looks like LaToya Jackson in that picture.
0: Yeah, yeah. This was a little bit closer to the end of Michael Jackson. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Hey, hey, I got the foot loose. It <laughs> right. was
0: 1984
1: when I got beat by, by Kenny Loggins, you know, the danger zone guy. Wait, <laughs> I don't think that movie happened yet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Two years later, this day in 1986, Geraldo Rivera opens Al Capone's oh, vault on live TV and finds nothing except great ratings for his spectacle and an empty Coke bottle.
1: Geraldo was such a dipshit, man. That guy was a hype man. He was annoying. Him in that big stash, he's always like we're going into the vault. We found Al Capone's vault. What did they find? Like a cup, of, it was like a paper cup from a worker that had opened the door or something. Some.
0: It was, it was nothing. It was a big nothing burger. All right. <laughs> this day in... 19-
1: yeah, I had nothing, Geraldo. Yeah. <laughs> this day in
0: 1993, action TV series Walker, Texas Ranger, starring Chuck Norris, debuts on CBS.
1: Effing Chuck Norris. <laughs>
0: And then finally, this day in history, this day in 1995, FBI arrests Timothy McVeigh and charge him with the Oklahoma City bombing. I remember that quite clearly. Yep, that guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, did he die in prison? I forget.
1: Nah, I don't know. He might still be rotten. Away. Eh,
0: if he didn't, he should have. All right, nah. folks, before we head out for the day, let's run down to some of today's holidays, shall we? <laughs> where we talk about the things that we well like to celebrate. For instance, today is Administrative Professionals Day. So thank Yay. those admins.
1: Tara and April.
0: Today is Big Word Day, fitting for words are hard. like Bulldogs are beautiful day. I agree. Bulldogs are beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful bulldog bitches. Keep off the grass day. Keep off my lawn, you young whippersnappers. Keep off my lawn,
1: you son of a bitch.
0: It is National Tea Day. Tony, you're already partaking in that. Oh,
1: yeah. I partook in that day. It is
0: National Banana Day maybe partaking in that one, too.
1: Oh, yeah, or it could also be a slang for the male anatomy.
0: Yep. National Chocolate Covered Cashews Day, Kindergarten Day, Tuna Rights Day, Jan San Jacinto Day, Thank You for Libraries Day, and World Cre- Creativity and Innovation Day. Well, folks, that does it for this Wednesday edition of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We will be back tomorrow on a Thursday with my favorite segment, Florida Man. Enjoy the rest of your tu- uh, Wednesday, everybody. We'll see you Tomorrow. Tuna
1: Wednesday! Peace!